Welcome in to another week of the podcast. This is Inside the Lines. We are on week 12 of the college football season. I know I said it last week, but it seems crazy that we've been doing this the whole season. It's gone by really fast. I feel like this year it's gone by like particularly fast. What about you, Robbie? I, for me, it just it feel like it started yesterday. Yeah, it's definitely gone by a lot faster than I would like. But you know what? You know what they say. Time flies when you're having fun. But I feel like the season's like almost over. So like it kind of makes me sad a little bit. Well, but here we are. We're still right in the middle of it. So I'm ready. Well, you did say last week that the season for Alabama was over. So maybe you're kind of adopting that mentality for the rest of the, the country too. Well, that's probably accurate. <laughs> um a lot of a lot of stuff happened week eleven. Um we'll we'll go in order kind of, of games that happen like at the noon games and we'll do three thirty and then we'll do the night games. Um before we do that, we're gonna we're gonna start with our card recap. Um we both tore it up this week. It was a great week for the card. Um if y'all listened and followed our picks, you had a, you had a week in the green. Um I went twelve five and one and Robbie went twelve and four. And somehow we both dominated our cards and both went one and one on our locks. So unacceptable with uh, the success on the on the card to go one and one on locks. Robbie, do you have anything to say about your lock? No, I don't have anything to say about my locks. I hate my locks every week because we've only hit one uh, parlay lock all year, and it's just disgusting. My my locks are worse than my card. Like every week, like I. I'm 50% on my locks every week, and then I'm 60% on the season. So what can you do? Don't trust my locks, everyone. Anybody who's listening, don't trust my locks. I'm only good for one. Well, then, which which you got to pick this week. You got to pick which one you endorse. Well, I can't. That's for y'all to decide. <laughs> uh, Robbie said his percentage. He's, he's 81, 54, and one on the season. Absolutely tearing it up. 60%. I'm back in over the 50% mark. I'm 91, 86, and 3. Um, not even close to where Robbie's at, but still still over the 50% mark on the season, so I'll take it. Um, let's get into the games. Ten, the first thing, Robbie texted me before the game was even over, talking about how Tennessee running up the score on Missouri, how it was a dirtbag move to score at the end. But I disagree. However, Tennessee wins the game. Um 66 to 24. It was kind of close in the first half, but they ran away with it in the second half. Didn't even make it a game. And Robbie, I'll just give the floor to you. I know you have some remarks for Josh Heupel. Well, I not necessarily Josh Heupel, but I I'm just opposed to teams running up the score, no matter who it is. I I don't care who it is, what team they ran it up. I don't care what you say. You know, and I've heard a lot of people say, you know, like, well, you know, they need to do this for the committee. You know, they could have took a knee. If you didn't watch the game, Tennessee was a 59 to – what did Missouri have? 24. I don't remember what Missouri had. 24. 22? 24. 24. 59 to 24 with a minute and a half to go. Less than two minutes to go. They throw a deep bomb, 65 yards in the air. Guy gets it down on the one-yard line. Well, 59 to 24, my thought is just go kneel it down. Like there, there was – in the game, there was enough time where all you could do is just kneel it down, win the game, the game's over, clock stops. Go win the game, 
don't run it up. But no, they kept on. They 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 tried to score a touchdown, and they did, and they scored sixty six. But you know, I hear all these people say, you know, oh well, you know, they need to impress the playoff committee. Uh, you know, they need they need go ahead. They need stopwatches. Please give me all your excuses, there. Give me I, all the Tennessee ball excuses. I don't really have excuses. I don't think I could care less about the committee. I don't think scoring again does anything for the committee. So I don't know whoever's saying that you're you're wrong. Um, However, they had all their backups in, didn't have one starter in the game. And if you're Missouri and you don't want to get scored on, play defense. I mean, that's my that's my answer. And I my answer is the same answer that Eli Drinkwitz gave, gave which is Missouri's head coach. We play bad defense. I mean, if you don't want to get scored on at the end, play better defense. Don't get a bomb thrown on you a minute or uh, with a minute to go in the game. I mean, it's not like they had Hendon Hooker out there throwing eight touchdowns deep into the fourth quarter like Ohio State does. I mean, they had our, they had all the backups in. What do you want them to do? They never get to play. Might as well let them run the offense. No, here's what you do. First of all, you know, I get it, you know, with, in the fourth quarter. You know, you want your backups to play, get some experience, and I get all that. But when the game's over, first of all, you throw a 65-yard bomb with two minutes to go, which is absolutely ridiculous. Just run the ball. It's the backup. They need experience. But I get it. I, I get it. If you if you want the experience and you want to try and throw the bomb, whatever. You're down on the one-yard line. Take a knee. The game is over at this point. It was point. a freshman. Like, he, he, it was a freshman. Take, take, take a knee. Take freshman. a knee. Don't run the score up. I don't care. I don't care who's playing. If the game is over, then it's over. Taking the, you know, I get, you know, they want to throw Joe Milton out there. Joe Milton's not a freshman. He's like an eight-year running back. Senior. He's like an eight. He's like an eight-year transfer senior, Joe Milton. Okay, from Michigan, so he's not new. You don't need him running to go out there and freshman. throw a, the throw a seventy-yard bomb out there. Receiver was so a freshman. Joe Milton is not new, but I certainly get that. If you want to do that, fine. But my problem is. When it's first and goal from the one, and you can run the clock out, take the knee. They did. Like, you don't clock. need to score another touchdown. They tried to run the clock no. out. He just managed to get no. it. They no, were, they didn't they try to run the clock out they because if you try to run the clock out, you take a knee. <laughs> they, they and they the had ball. enough time. They had enough time. All you got to do is just kneel down, and the game is over. Like, I understand Missouri's defense, terrible. Haven't been able to stop them all game. What is Eli Drinkwitz supposed to say in that situation? Like, hey, my defense sucked all game. Like, you know, I'm, he's not going to come out there and say, like, yeah, they're douchebags. They ran the score up on us. He's not going to say that. I would be surprised. But if the, game, if the game is over, the game is over. I just – I hate running it up. I've heard a lot of people say, like, oh, well, you know, they're trying to impress the committee. Well, if the committee watches these games, like, they're not going to – to the committee, it's not going to matter – if they scored 66 or 59. I agree with that. And yeah. run the ball in one yard. Like, the committee doesn't matter. So all all you ball fans out there who says, oh, we're trying to do it for the committee, stop. I agree. The committee watches the game. Please, please okay, stop. just stop. Please stop. So I, I, I thought it was a douchebag move. I texted Aaron that, and I did not hear a response from him all day. So well, I was at the game, and he texted me while we were walking out of the stadium. So I that's why I didn't respond. Um but I, the only reason I find it okay, first of all, you're being a little sensitive, Robbie. It, I, I mean, 
it's not even your team. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're being so sensitive about here. Uh, no, I'm not being sensitive. I just I'm I'm explaining my opinion. I hate when teams run it up. It doesn't matter this who school, it, it doesn't matter who it is. Alabama had already been run up. Does not run it up. This Alabama school had already been run, run up. School. It was already no, a thirty I mean, some point game. It, there there was less than a minute and a half to go, and you could have took me, but you wanted to score another touchdown. What's the difference between thirty five point win and a forty two point win? Absolutely nothing. So why try and score? Why the only not? different the only, the only difference is you're being a douchebag about it. How? That's the only difference. Where everyone's because you're running up the score. Everybody's got pads on. Oh yeah, they all got pads on, and you prove it. You proven your you proven your point all game long that you're a better team. Well, the the backups hadn't proven their point yet, though. That was that's my point. Their freshman oh, receiver, they receiver that caught the the long pass was a freshman. The running back that scored the touchdown was a freshman. They're not going to let me let let me ask you this. You're watching an NBA game. You're watching an NBA game and all the backups are in. They're up 25 points with less than a minute to go. 20 let, let's just say 20 seconds to go. All your backups are in. You're up 20. Do you try and go down there and score? If you're up or down. No. You dri- if you if you're up. <laughs> no, you dribble the clock out. You dribble the clock out cuz you're a professional and you don't run it up. These are not professionals. Oh, they're close enough. Okay, that they, they, they play major athletes. football. They play major football in this conference, and you know who is a professional? The head coach. I, I, it's a, it's one thing if it's the NFL because the the backups don't need experience, and they're not, they don't, they're professional athletes, so they're not going to play regardless. This league, all most of our offense is going to be gone next year. These got some got some people got to play next year. So what we got? What are we going to do? We just gonna run the clock out every time our backups come in. You got to see them throw it. If 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 you're up, if you're up thirty something points with a minute and a half, yes, absolutely, yes. Got to get experience. That's a top fifteen defense in the country. So, um, yeah, I do agree with you on the Tennessee fans. Let's just stop with the committee talk. Goodness gracious, it wasn't about that. Um. Turning the page a little bit, teams that can't run up the score. Let's talk about Alabama Ole Miss. Um, I didn't get to watch the first half of this game, uh, which Ole Miss had a really good first half. Alabama did not. And the whole game was kind of a nail-biter all, all the way to the very end. Robbie, I'll let you give your your thoughts on it. Well, it was just – in my opinion, it was another game that Alabama was outcoached in. And I don't necessarily mean Nick Saban, which – I kind of, I really want to include him in this because, I mean, he's letting these guys do whatever they want as far as the coordinators. But what frustrated me the most is the fact that Alabama, late in the second half, I mean, 12 seconds to go in the second half, they have the ball first and goal or second and goal. I can't remember. One of those on the three yard line with 12 seconds to go in the half. In the first half? In the first half, yes. That's second. I was they the, oh, I'm sorry. I, I meant first half. First half, second quarter. I'm sorry. They have, they have the ball on the three-yard line with 12 seconds to go with three timeouts, and they take a delay of game with three timeouts with 12 seconds to go, and I wanted to come unglued. I was like, why would you not call a timeout? Like, Nick Saban, you can call a timeout from the sideline. Like, I see what like what is going on with this team? And it's just been the theme of the year 
Like, what is going on with this team? And I was so frustrated watching it. You know, to, to Alabama's credit, they come back, they fall back and win the game. But still, man, I'm, I'm just so frustrated with this team. I really am. But, I mean, ultimately they won the game. They beat Ole Miss on the road in Oxford. But I'm just so frustrated with this team. Yeah, I, from what I saw, it was just the same stuff that's been happening all year. Um, undisciplined football, penalties, stupid stuff. Where did Jameer Gibbs go? He disappeared. Did he get hurt? He didn't play the – he did not play. No, he was healthy, and he did not play. I'm, I'm not sure if he come back in the whole – I don't think fourth he did. quarter at all. Yeah. But I don't, I, don't, think I don't think he played the entire second half. He was a healthy scratch because he was on the sideline the whole time. They were in Jace McClellan, and they had Roy Dale Williams, the third string back, and they didn't give it to him. He's the best player on the field. Why is he not in the game? Which, which, which is disturbing to me because – when he runs it, like his his average is like he has like he averages like a crazy yeah. yards per carry in every game. So I, I don't get it. Yeah. Nick I, Saban will come out and say, Well, we, we weren't able to run it early when we wanted to. And he said that in like three straight games this year. And I'm just like, Well, you know what? Why don't you just keep trying? You know, and see what happens. Because he averages like ten yards a carry on the year. Yeah. So that he's he's gotta be doing something. Yeah, that was one thing I noticed was that he kind of disappeared, and I didn't, I, I didn't understand. He was a healthy scratch. He he stood on the sideline waiting to come in the entire second half, and I don't think he ever did. I know he didn't the whole third quarter and half of the fourth. I, I bet he's wishing he'd have came to the balls over the off season instead of instead of Alabama. I doubt it. What do you think? I doubt it. Well, he he seriously uh, was supposed to come to Tennessee, and then Alabama came in and, and offered him, and that was all it took. Um, but he'll, he'll play on Sundays, so I'm not worried about him. But, yeah, I, Alabama, Ole Miss, I, I think Ole Miss probably deserved to win the game. Um, like you said, they, they outcoached him, and I think they did. And they, they caught a couple of bad breaks, but um, ultimately Alabama out-physicaled them at the end of the game, near the end of the game, and ended up winning. Um, but goodness gracious, all the daggum penalties, it just, it kind of drives me crazy. And I'm not, I don't even care. Like, I'm, unless they're playing Tennessee, obviously, but I don't even care that, about the outcome. And I'm watching it. And I was like, why are we taking, there was multiple times, not just the one time you said, there were multiple times when they took delay of games. It's just like, what, what do we do? Why are we changing the play with seven seconds left on the play clock? Like you have all the time in the world and it just seems like they do it every single game and nothing changes. Uh, I 100% agree, and that's why this is, like, the most frustrating team I've watched at Alabama since Nick Saban got there. Even in 2010, you know, we lost a few games. We lost South Carolina, Auburn, somebody else. I don't remember who, but we lost a few games in 2010 after winning a national championship, but it, it wasn't like this. Yeah, and it's not like the talent's not there. Goodness, I mean – all every receiver you have is probably a five star, and you got Jimmy, the, one of the best running backs in the country, the best quarterback in the country. I mean, like there, there's no excuse to be. I mean, the talent wise, there's no excuse to be doing what they've been doing. And like you said, it's got it's got to come down to coaching at some point. Like how how many weeks in a row are we going to have undisciplined football? Like that that comes down to coaching. And I know I know the coaches can't make the plays and and do snap the ball and not have a false start, not get a delay game, but at the same time, 
if things don't change at some point, it's got to be coaching. It has to be because it's on the. It's no, I agree. The, make changes. The problem is, is when it comes down to coaching, is people aren't in the right position, especially on defense. Like you know, th- there's been so many just blown coverages, you know, all year long. Like because you know the corner doesn't know what the safety's doing, the safety doesn't know what the corner's doing. So the corner's yeah. thinking, "Oh, I got I got safety over the top." And he's just running wide open down the middle of the field. Trust me, I saw uh, a lot of I, it, it, Insert Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. <laughs> all, over, all over Alabama running wide open by himself. He's still running through Knoxville <laughs> against Alabama, all right? Yeah. I saw – speaking of Jalen Hyatt, I saw the uh, SEC um, receiving yards, like standings or whatever, and it's not even close. It's uh, – a Third, third is Will Shepard from Vanderbilt with 708 yards. And we got second, Jonathan Mingo, which I think was on your fantasy team, if I'm not mistaken, from Ole Miss, um, 723 yards. Yeah. And, then you, and then you have Jalen Hyatt, 1,116 yards in first. So. It was not on anybody's fantasy team. No, no, nobody's fantasy team. Um, but goodness gracious, what a, what a season he's having so far. And we'll talk about it near the end of the podcast, but – when we do our cards, but um, Tennessee's going to South Carolina this weekend, and that's where Jalen Hyatt's from. And they were interviewing him on Monday, and he was talking about how he's hey, he's had this game circled all year. So I, God knows how many yards and touchdowns he's going to put up this week against South Carolina. Um, but moving on to the night games, uh, we have Texas TCU. I was very disappointed with this just because I was pretty confident with Texas at least winning the game. I had him on my card. Um, to cover the seven, obviously that didn't happen because they lost. But they just looked terrible. I don't know what happened. They're playing at home, night game. It should be a game where you should step up and play your best. But they couldn't do anything. They didn't score a single offensive touchdown. And it just blew my mind. I was not expecting it at all. And their defense played really well. But they could not do anything on offense. Did you get to watch that game, Robbie? I did. I watched most of that game, and I was more surprised. I thought it was more of a testament to TCU's defense. It was. Because they dominated. I mean, they up and down that field. And Texas, I, I don't know how many times exactly, but Texas went for it on fourth down, and TCU stopped them. I know it was several times that TCU had a turnover on downs against Texas, and I thought it was more of a testament to their defense because I had TCU minus, or plus the seven. And I thought they would win outright, and they did. But I, I was more surprised that TCU was the underdog in the game, to be honest, because, yeah. I mean, TCU's been good all year. But Texas going on the road, they're a tough place to play, as Alabama knows. But I um, I like TCU, so I thought their defense played, showed up and played really well. Yeah, I, I, I agree, but I just wasn't expecting it. Um, I hadn't seen anything from TCU so far just based off of who they played to think that they would dominate like that, and they surprised me. And that's – I mean, kudos to them. They they looked a lot better than I thought they were going to. Um, but that, that pretty much sets it for TCU. I mean, Baylor has been terrible all pretty much the last few weeks. I mean, they got blown out by Kansas State. TCU's got to play at Baylor, and then I can't remember who their last game is, but I don't think it's a good team. I think it's Iowa State, and they just got to win the championship game, the Big 12 championship game, and they're in the playoff. 
So they just they just overcame their probably their biggest hurdle of the regular season. And I've been down on them and I won't be anymore because they've passed every test. Yeah, I like TCU. I like them to I like TCU to beat Baylor. I like them to I think the big test is gonna come in the pack not the pack twelve, the big twelve championship game. I don't even know they're going to play yet, do you? No. I think it's Kansas State as of right now, but I'm not 100% sure. But But um, they play everybody in their conference in the regular season. Do they play everybody? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I think it's – yeah, I think it's Kansas State. I think Kansas State's in second right now in in their conference. Let me look it up real quick. Um. Well, that's probably accurate. I mean, they dominated Baylor last week. Yeah, and I think they're ranked. I think they're ranked like 15th. Yeah, it's Kansas State. So, TCU, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Baylor are the standings, and then Texas. So, uh, we'll probably see a rematch of that. And that Kansas State TCU game was a good game, the first game of the year, and if or the yeah, first right. time around. And if if Kansas State's quarterback didn't get hurt, they probably would have won that game. So that'll be a good matchup. Um, but moving on to another conference, competing for a uh, high or Heisman, uh, playoff spot potentially, the Pac-12. Goodness, all they needed to do was win this week, and Oregon and UCLA both went out and dropped a deuce in their games. Um, Robbie, I know this is something you wanted to talk about. What happened to Oregon? Man, Oregon, they just they got beat. What's crazy is like there was only one punt in the entire game. And I think it was Washington that punted it. I don't remember. But either way, there was only one punt in the entire game. And, I mean, Oregon turnover on downs and this and that. And I thought that Oregon should have won the game. I mean, they're playing at home. And, you know, I think that turnovers cost them in the game, uh, especially not necessarily like Bo Nix throwing picks or nothing like that. I don't think he threw any interceptions. He did. But, um, they, they fumbled, and I I think that he played a pretty good game, but I think you know turnover on downs, things like that. Washington, I mean, they just went up and down the field on him. So, I, you know, they they did whatever they wanted, it was, and it was long drives that for the most part that Washington went on, and I think that that's what was ultimately Oregon's demise is they could not stop Washington. They and Pennix Jr. had a really good game too. Hit 400 yards passing. So yeah. Anytime you give up that many yards, it's going to be tough. And then they also gave up 150 yards rushing too. So I mean, they did whatever they wanted to on offense. But Oregon, yeah. which about- I think that or- Oregon had 300 over over 300 yards. I won't say it's like 318 yards rushing. They did. They had over over 300 yards rushing and lost. That's incredible. Yeah, that's. I great. don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah, that's that, that's a lot of yards. Um, but when you give up 400 passing yards, it kind of evens out because. Yeah. 400. Well, I mean, Bo Nix still had 280 yards passing. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a lot. Of, it was just a lot of yards in that game. Yeah. Um. Probably, if, I I didn't get to watch a lot of it, but it it was the what I did get to see was it was a fun game to watch. I mean, it was back and forth pretty much the whole game. Um. UCLA also dropping their game. These, I mean, the Pac-12 had three potential teams that can make a playoff, and two of them lost this past weekend. So there, there is no chance Oregon or UCLA makes the playoff, even if they win their conference. None. No chance. They are out. None. And so if they're out. 
The only Pac-12 team left remaining standing is my preseason USC, which I've been down on them recently, but they still got a chance. We're saying there's a chance, and they play UCLA this week. Well, let's kind of let's go ahead and get into the playoff talk. Um, obviously, Georgia, as of right now, uh, I don't think Georgia's going to lose another game this regular season. But Georgia in, whoever wins Ohio State, Michigan in, and then you have two spots. TCU, if they don't lose another game, they're in. And so yep. the last spot, Tennessee. It was t- before this past week. It was Tennessee and Oregon. Oregon lost. So now it's like you said, Tennessee and USC. So, even if – Well, I, I honestly think that there's a third team that could creep up okay. Who do you think? And that's that's the loser yeah. of Ohio State-Michigan, depending on how that game goes. I, I don't think that'll happen, but I think that there's potential for that. Yeah, I could see I it. mean, you think about – you think about, you know, let's just say, you know, because the only other team that could, could be in is USC if yeah. they went out, win the Pac-12 – they could potentially jump them um, just because they're a conference champion, and I don't think that they're a better team than Tennessee. But, you know, you and I talked about this before. I think that USC could could get in just because they're a conference champ and they want the conference champs in. So I could see that, but I don't think that they're a better team than Tennessee. I think that Tennessee would would beat USC. So I – I know in the past they've always taken the best four teams. I felt like, yeah. So I think that they that would continue and they would take Tennessee, but I, I but I also see some potential for USC if they went out, which I don't even know if they're going to win this weekend. I don't either. And I could see some I could see some potential for the however that game goes for Michigan or Ohio State to get in. I think if TCU loses, then that opens the door for the Ohio State Michigan loser. Um, yeah, I don't for think sure. I don't think they get in if TCU's in. I'll just put it that way. I don't think I don't think the loser that because just because they're all their conference the Big Twelve or the Big Ten is so bad. They're the only two good teams in the well. Penn State's good. That's the only quality win they have on their schedule. So the loser is going to have one good win and one loss against a good team, and the rest of their schedule is terrible. So especially Michigan. Michigan's out of conference schedule was horrible this year. So if they lose that game, there's well, they're getting in. Well, well, let me let me ask you this: What do you think is going to happen if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship? I think LSU would get in. I really do. I so think you it, think LSU and Georgia, Georgia would get yeah, in. Tennessee would be out if Tennessee, USC and Tennessee, uh, Tennessee would be out at that point because LSU would jump. I, yeah. I don't think I don't think that'll happen. I don't either. I'm just, I'm, I'm hypothetical. I don't. I don't either. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think a, a two-loss SEC champ LSU would would jump anybody that's on the verge. Even a USC yeah. uh, Pac-12 champ, one-loss Pac-12 champ. I think they jump them too. So at that point, it would be, it would just be LSU, Georgia, TCU, and the winner of Ohio State, Michigan. So, but if TCU were to lose and LSU beat Georgia, let's get deep into this hypothetical. Could you see three SEC teams in the playoff? No. It, okay. I wait, 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 wait. I, I, I don't think under any dive. circumstance. Let me I don't think under any circumstances there would be three SEC teams in a, in a four-team playoff. Let me dive deeper. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. These are all possible things. I'm not just throwing this up there for nothing. 
USC loses another game, they're not getting in, no matter what. Very, very possible, yeah. So I let's agree. say USC loses another game. Don't know who it is. They lose another game. They have three. If sure. they win their last two regular season games, they have three ranked teams to play the rest of the season if they make it to the Pac-12 championship. So very easily could lose a game. They lose a game. Michigan, Ohio State, obviously a loser. And TCU loses. And LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Who's in? I would say you would have two SEC teams and two uh, Big Ten teams. So you would I put think in- that I, I think that if that were the case, they would put Michigan or Ohio State, Michigan and Ohio State in over Tennessee. Just because they don't want three SEC teams? Because before you said that yes. Tennessee would get in over that loser of that game. So why would it be? I, and I do think so. I, because they're not going to put in because they're not going to put in three. They're not. What if they in. have to? What if they? What if they? Force that, that they they don't have to, and they, they won't. do. They, they at won't. some point they will have to. If the if too many teams lose, they will have to. I don't think so. You know, you know, Ohio State, Michigan are only going to lose to each other. You know that. The problem with them is they don't play anybody, and Tennessee's resume is. Two ten times better than either of their resumes. They have one. So that's where that's that's where I tend to disagree when you say not that Tennessee's resume is better, but when you say they don't play anybody, they don't. I mean, the Big Ten, the Big Ten is, is a good is a good conference. They're second Big best Ten conference in terrible. the country. The the Big Ten is the second best conference in the country. I disagree. Am I right or am I wrong? I disagree. Who's better than the Big Ten? Top to bottom, the Pac-12 is better. Top to bottom, no way. There's four no good way. teams in the Pac-12. There's Three good teams in the Big Ten. I, I will tell you this: there are two teams in the in the Big Ten that could beat anybody in the Pac-12. And what about the rest of the conference? I'm talking about top to bottom, the whole conference. No, I'm yeah, but I'm talking about as a whole. Yes, as a whole. About, as, as as a, a whole, whole, I like the Big Ten better. Yeah, I no, think that like Michigan State, and Ohio State. You don't like the Big Ten. I th- I think big. I think Penn State could beat anybody in the Big Twelve. Okay. You mean the Pac-12? Pac-12, yeah. They could also lose to anybody in the Pac-12. I, 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 that's true. <laughs> Penn State's so up in the air. I, I don't know what to think about Penn State. I've said it all year. But, but I, I think they could potentially beat anybody in the Pac-12. I, they I could lose to anybody. But. I get what you're saying about Michigan and Ohio State, but I'm talking about their schedule. So they play all those yeah. Big Ten teams that suck. They're all bad. They're all bad. Penn State is the only good I team. I don't think they're all bad. I don't think they're all a good team besides Penn State in the Big Ten. I don't think I I think that there are some good teams in the Big Ten. I think Wisconsin, Iowa, Penn State. Wisconsin fired their coach this year. They are not good teams. I think that I think that they are all good teams. They might be good. Great. They're not good this year. They're terrible. Iowa can't score a touchdown. Unless they play another crappy Big Ten. Another crappy big team. We'll see about that. We'll see about that because I took the over on them this week. So for the second week in a row, by the way. And the over on the over on Iowa hit last week, just so you know. Probably because they played another terrible big big ten team. They played Wisconsin. Exactly. The That's the problem. The all, over hit. All these teams are terrible. Um yeah, we've we've gone pretty deep into this playoff talk. Uh I do want to talk, yeah. I do want to pivot and talk. Um, some Heisman a little bit. We haven't done it all year. Um, but hold on, real, real quick, real quick. Just give me your four teams. It's gonna make the playoff right now. 
who I think is going to make it or the rankings for this week? Yeah. No, no. Who you think is going to make the playoffs right now? Four teams. Just go. No, no, no excuse. Just go. Who do you got? Gosh. See, this is my, this is where I struggle because I don't. I think TCU and USC are both going to lose, and so I don't know. I don't know who would get that last spot. I think no if, explanation. Just give me your top four. I don't have one. That's what I'm saying because I think I don't. You know have who, to have one. Give me one. Okay, I'm going to go Tennessee. Not in any order, obviously. Tennessee, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State. Those are my four. So two versus two. Yep. Okay. What do you think? I think TCU is going to make it. Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, Tennessee. I think TCU will make it if they don't lose, but I just – I think they'll lose a the game. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. It has no, no reasoning behind it. I just have a feeling they're going to lose a game. But I will say this too, just real quick, because I know we've talked about this a lot, but I think that Georgia will be one – and Tennessee should be four, but I don't think they're going to pin each other against oh, but it. I don't think they're going to do that. They'll move one. They'll move Tennessee to three, Georgia to two, something. They won't have them playing against each other again. Ohio State-Tennessee would be a heck of a game, I think. I agree. That would be a great anyway, game. Anyway, uh, now let's move on. We're going to talk about the Heisman. Yeah, Tennessee-Ohio State, number one and number two in the Heisman run, C.J. Stroud and the Hendon Hooker. And then you have, I think, uh, Drake May is in the conversation now, and then obviously Bo Nix, but – um, losing didn't help. And, K- and Caleb Williams, don't don't sleep on Caleb uh, Williams. I don't think he's in the conversation. I think Blake Corum's more in the conversation than he is. The running back for Michigan, um, uh, he's been on. Blake Corum's third, right? Yeah, he's a beast. Um, what do you think, Robbie? I have my opinion. Well, biased. Well, yeah. I my my first thought is I'm going to give a shout out to my cousin Tyler down in Alabama because he texted me last week. He was like, you know, I I hope that. You guys are going to come on the podcast and talk about how this Heisman is Bo Nix's to lose. <laughs> and as soon as I saw it, I texted him back that, you know, you need to lay out the drugs, bro. <laughs> it, it ain't happening. And, you know, I, I thought that, you know, his girlfriend, you know, down in Alabama, there's a lot and a lot of, you know, this mixed family. There's Alabama versus Auburn. There's a house oh, to buy. That type of mixed family. Sorry. His his girlfriend his girlfriend is an Auburn fan and I thought you know I gave him the chance earlier I texted him I was like you know hey did your girlfriend text me this you know I I need to know you know because this is just you know you need to lay off the drugs you got a lot Tyler if you're listening I know you're gonna listen you got a lot of people that care about you lay off the drugs okay because ain't no way Bo Nix is winning no Heisman Trophy ever. And you can talk about, you know, well, you know, he had a bad game against Georgia, and that was the only bad game he had. Well, you can say the same thing about Hendon Hooker. Yeah. And Hendon Hooker played a whole lot better against Georgia than Bo Nix. And I still think that C.J. Stroud's going to win the Heisman just based on the fact that, you know, who else? I mean, Hendon Hooker could possibly come in there and win it, but I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud's to lose at this point because I think that, you know, Ohio State, it's going to come down the stretch, man. It really is because Tennessee, you know, they need help to get into the playoff. All Ohio State's got to do is just keep winning. And C.J. Stroud's been playing good. Granted, most of the games have been against lesser competition. I will agree with you on that as far as the Big Ten and stuff like that, but I think that C.J. Stroud will ultimately win it. He was a favorite coming in. I think he's still the favorite now. 
I think that CJ Stroud is going to win it. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I think CJ Stroud is going to win, but I think it's complete garbage if he does. Um, just because, and I'm glad you admitted, Robbie, that he's played against lesser opponents because we just had a 10 minute conversation about the Big 12 being or the Big 10 being bad, and the Big 10 is bad, and he's had several games where he's had they, he's had to run the up big, the big like the Big talk. 10 play the Big 10 plays good defense. Do they? Let's look at some stats. Yes, they do. We'll, we'll we'll do our research this week and come back next week and and reopen this discussion. How 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 many points a game is Iowa giving up? I have no idea. Twelve. How many points per game is Wisconsin giving up? I the the problem is that these teams are bad. Thirteen. They're I'm bad. just saying. I'm just saying the defense in the Big Ten is good. It, the so defense, when you go up against those against defenses, when you go up against those defenses every week that are good defenses, you're going to have some struggles. What they do against Michigan and Ohio State, the only two off, good offensive teams in the in the league. Who? Those teams. Which team? Which team? Those teams with the great defenses. Uh, I think they've held them lower than anybody else in the league because the league's bad. We're going to stop with this with this with this conversation. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. But I, I think Stroud, they've had to run the score up in several games to pad his stats, i.e. the Iowa game. Iowa played a good game against Ohio State, still gave up 50-something points because they're not good. And he had to have four second-half touchdown passes to make his stats look good because he sucked in the first half. And he hasn't played great in a few games this year. Northwestern, he was under 100 yards. He didn't throw a touchdown. I mean, he's been he's had several bad games. And Northwestern, I know you talk about these Big Ten teams being great, but Northwestern has a nine-game losing streak right now and is quite possibly the worst team in the FBS. So I, I have a hard time with Stroud being favorited, but Ohio State always gets the benefit of the doubt every year, no matter what. And so I do think he is going to win just because they're going to keep padding his stats and they don't play anybody good. And we'll see how good he is against Michigan. I think I think Ohio State will win the game, but I think it'll be a good game. Michigan has a good defense. Um, but Hinton Hooker has had a phenomenal year, and but he's going to have to prove it, especially – did they do the Heisman before the playoffs or after? Before. They do it after the uh, the championship games, the if, weekend after the championship so game. So if, he, he will not play in a championship game. Hooker if he would have played better, even if – we and I, I think we still would have lost no matter what. But if he would have played a little bit better against Georgia, it definitely would have helped his chances because that he, he he struggled against Georgia and that hurt him. But I think yeah, but I I think we can both agree he played way better than both. Oh yeah, did. way better. I don't know what your cousin's smoking, but I might need some of that this weekend. Again, uh, shout out to Tyler. You heard <laughs> um, but that'll that'll wrap it up for the uh, the Heisman talk. We'll come back to it uh, periodically. Not periodically, probably every week the rest of the season. Just so we we out. both agree that CJ Stroud's going to win. As of right now, yes, I do. Even though okay. I, don't, I don't think he should, but I think he will. Um, okay. Let's go ahead and get into Week Twelve outlook. Um, like I said earlier, it's hard to believe we're already on Week Twelve, but there is a bunch of good games this weekend, and um, we are excited. Obviously, like we are every week to talk about them. The first, let's kind of go in order like we usually do. Um, 
Alabama plays a tough game against Austin P. This no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Alabama Austin P. Um, Illinois is going to Michigan, number 21 versus number three. Illinois Illinois is not going to be ranked 21 uh, when the playoff rankings come out. They've no. lost back to back weeks. They're not going to be ranked, but they're still a tough team. Um, I don't think they're great. They have three losses. Two of them are against terrible teams. Three, all three of them really are against really bad teams. So, um, but they have been de- better than they usually are this year. They're going to Michigan. Both teams kind of play the same. They like to run the ball, um, play good defense, like the the rest of the Big Ten. Um, they just they all suck, and they they play good defense against all their bad offenses. So, um, I I would just love to see if you in, substitute Tennessee and Alabama and Georgia for Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, and see what happened to those Big Twelve or those Big Ten defenses. Just see what happens. Yeah, but that's not a fair comparison. But uh, to 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 your own point, to your own acknowledgement, you have two big t- big ten teams in the playoff. Yeah, and I have two SEC teams as well. Um, right. Anyways, that this game should be good. Um, I think it'll be better than the spread indicates, and that the that most people think. I think Illinois has the scheme to give Michigan a, a run. Um, and I, but I think Michigan obviously is looking uh, forward to that Ohio state game. And um, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know if they'll look ahead or if they'll, they'll try to blow them out, but I think it could be a good game. Um, let's I'm looking at the slate right now before we get into cards, obviously uh, Kentucky's not going to be ranked again. Uh, after what their their performance this this past weekend against Vanderbilt, giving them their first win, uh, SEC win in the last like three years, I think I don't even know, but I believe it was nineteen games. <laughs> yeah, something crazy. Like games. But they play they host Georgia this weekend, and I think that one's probably going to be a bloodbath. But who knows? It was somewhat close last year, so I don't know. We might see uh, we might see a good game to, uh, up in Lexington. Um. Let's see. And then the game that we were talking about earlier, the game that um, Robbie talked about, his his Trojans, USC, going to UCLA. I know it's not probably a far trip, but USC has got to win this game. They want a chance. So, Robbie, what are your thoughts on this USC-UCLA game? Well, my, th- my thought is, you know, if USC has to win this game to have a chance, so everything towards me is – Playing in UCLA <laughs> uh, because the Pac-12 is just man, they just shoot themselves in the foot year after year. I think that USC is, has the best chance of winning, and I and I thought that coming in this year, and I still think that USC will win. I do, but I don't have it on my card. I I do have the over on my card. I think that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. As far as, you know, when you think about UC, USC and UCLA, USC gives up a ton of points to just garbage teams like Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado. Like, they give up tons of points against them. So, I could see this game being, you know, I think both teams will be in the 40s, but I think the USC will ultimately pull it out in the end. Yeah. Um, I disagree with that a little bit. Um, I do agree that it will be a close game, and I think a lot of points will be scored. But that should be – that's really the the biggest game on the card for the week. I mean, that's going to be the game that everybody's looking forward to watching because most – there's a lot of cupcake games this week and a lot of games that don't really matter that much. That's that's the most significant game for 
for the play or for the uh, picture of the rest of the season. Um, but with that being said, I know we didn't re- uh, outlook a ton just because there's not a ton of like ranked on ranked matchups. Let's go ahead and get to the cards pretty quickly. We we've uh, burned through a lot of our time uh, arguing, Robbie, on this on this podcast, but I enjoyed it. So uh, I, I hope we will have we'll continue to have uh, more arguments. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to the cards. Let's, uh, Robbie. I'll let you go first. Obviously, save your lock for the end. All right. Well, we got two locks, right? Yep. All right. I'll run through this pretty quickly. I got TCU minus two and a half at Baylor. I think that TCU will bounce back after, you know, they struggled against Texas last week on offense anyway. The defense played great, but I think they're going to bounce back on offense. Baylor lost to Kansas State by 28, four touchdowns last week. I, I don't think that Baylor's that good. So I like TCU minus two and a half. Um, Florida minus 14 at Vandy. Listen, Vandy, I'm, I mean, they beat who? Who? Who did they beat last week? Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, we just talked about. Yeah. So I think they're due for a letdown game after winning one. I mean, go here. <laughs> I mean, Vandy coming off of a win. Who knows? But I like Florida minus fourteen at Vandy. They've been rolling, you know, the past couple of weeks. And then Boston College at Notre Dame. I like the over on forty-two. Listen, Boston College games are going over 48. Notre Dame games are going over 52. It's, it's just so low. I don't, I, don't, I don't get why it's so low, but 42 points, I'll take the over. I'm sure it's going to be cold and windy like every other like Big Ten game this past weekend, but I still like the over 42 on that. It's just too low. Penn State, minus 19.5 at Rutgers. Penn State's handle business against everyone not named Ohio State and Michigan this year, so I like them to keep rolling. Ohio State minus twenty-seven at Maryland. I know that you know a lot of people aren't aren't as high on Ohio State as I am, but I like them minus twenty-seven in Maryland. Maryland can't stop anybody. They can't stop anybody, much less Ohio State. So I like them to blow them out. And this game to me is just so funny because the over/under is only thirty-two. And it's Iowa versus Minnesota. And I took the over just because it's so small. Like a college game, 32, I'll take the over every time. Minnesota's actually scoring 31 points a game this year. So I like the over. And then USC and UCLA, we talked about it before. I like the over. 74 and a half is what I got it at. But I think both teams can score in the 40s, so I like the over. Um, LSU minus 14 versus UAB at home at night. It's a late night game. I want to say it's at 9 or 9.30. But I like LSU plus two touchdowns over UAB. You know, I think that, you know, they really – they didn't play well versus Arkansas last week. They still got the win. So, I think they come out hot against UAB and blow them out. And another game we didn't talk about, I think it's going to be a good game this weekend. And I don't know where game day is at this week. We didn't talk about that, but I, I um, mean, Oregon, it's Oregon at, versus Utah. It's at FCS. Do what? Is yeah. what? It's at an FCS game, the game day. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably why we didn't talk about it then. Yeah, that's probably why we didn't talk about it then. But I like Oregon minus two and a half for at home versus Utah. I think they bounce back. You know, against Washington last week, they had a lot of bad breaks. 
And, you know, and, and I, I really felt like Oregon should have won last week. But I think that they come out inspired. They play well against Utah. And Utah hasn't played a good team since uh, USC was the last good team they played. And that was October 15th. So that was well over a month ago. So I like Oregon to cover minus two and a half at home. And then my two locks, I'll say. All right. I have UCF Navy over 53. I have UConn plus 10 and a half at Army. Uh, UConn just came off of a win against Liberty, which is a huge win for them. Obviously, not that big of a deal for the spectrum of college football, but UConn has been one of the worst programs in the country, and they have I think they've won five games already this year. So I, I don't know if they win this game against Army, but I think they keep it within a touchdown. So I like the 10.5 there. Uh, I agree with you on Florida. I have minus 14 at Vanderbilt. Um, Vandy won their Super Bowl last week. so And I think Florida's done some good things over the last couple of weeks, so um, especially on offense. They've, they've looked a lot better, and it's easy to look really a lot better whenever you play really bad defenses. So And Vanderbilt does not have a good defense. So I like Florida to put up a lot of points and um, kind of take that next step. You want to see near the end of the season, especially with the first-year head coach, I know the season was a failure as far as their goals, but you want to see them take – the next step and end the season strong. And I think they will. So I, I like them to dominate this Vanderbilt game. I have Illinois plus 18 at Michigan. I think the weather has a lot to do with this. Why I like this spread. Um, it's going to be cold and um, the seasons have, have obviously changed. And we saw that against Nebraska. Um, if Nebraska wasn't on their third string quarterback, I think that game would have been a lot closer than it was. But Illinois is a better team than Nebraska, and I think they'll put up some points, and I think Michigan will kind of coast just because of what they've got coming up the next couple weeks. And so I like the plus 18 there. I have Baylor plus three at home against TCU. I This is goes back to what I was talking about earlier. I think TCU is going to lose a game at some point. I don't know when. I just think it's going to happen. And so I'm going to keep picking the other team until they do lose that game. And so I'm going to go Baylor plus three. The, the line also just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I feel like TCU should be favored by way more than they are. And so that's why I'm taking Baylor. It just seems weird and fishy to me. So that's why I'm going the the opposite side there. Um, I have Virginia Tech plus nine and a half at Liberty. If they were playing anybody but Liberty, I would not be taking Virginia Tech just because they've been so bad this year. But they are a Power 5 school. They have Power 5 athletes, and they're playing a team with – uh, inferior athletes and I think that although Liberty has been pretty good this year they just lost against UConn it could be a bounce back game but I just don't see them winning by more than more than nine points if they do win so I like Virginia Tech there I have Nebraska again this week plus 13 and a half uh, playing at home against Wisconsin it'll probably be a sellout because Nebraska always has a sellout no matter how bad they are and I, I just Wisconsin's not a great team I know I've talked about it this whole podcast the Big Ten is not a good conference this year. And these teams are mediocre at best. And so I just – I don't like – I don't Yeah, think- yeah, you you continue to pick Nebraska week in and week out. Who lost to Northwestern, by the way, who is the worst team in the FBS. I'm not picking them to win. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think they'll keep it within two touchdowns, which is what the spread is. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but you pick Nebraska every week. With the spread, I picked them twice this week and last week. <laughs> I know you like to get a little. I don't believe you. Exagger- Here, let me. We we'll have to look at the tail of the tape. I don't believe. I, we'll have to come back next week with the. I might have picked them week one. I think I did pick them week one. Um, but 
goodness, it was week one. We didn't know anything about them. Anyways, um, I have Virginia minus two against Coastal Carolina. Another one of those things with Virginia Tech, I think Virginia has superior athletes against Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina's quarterback's out for the season, and he's been kind of their um, – their be- he's been their best player, not kind of, but he's been their best player, and it's hard to go after your quarterback gets knocked out. So I like Virginia minus two there. I have Temple plus 17.5 at home against Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's overrated. They've been overrated all year, and I'm going to stick to that. So I'm going Temple plus 17.5. I like – Iowa plus three at Minnesota. Big Ten teams are bad. This this game's going to be close. I think Iowa's better than Minnesota, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the the underdog here. I have Auburn minus five and a half against Western Kentucky. I have no idea why this spread so low. I know Western Kentucky has a good offense, but Auburn is an SEC team. They should they should win this game by multiple touchdowns. Um, I have North Carolina Georgia Tech over sixty three and a half. There's going to be a lot of points. North Carolina can't stop anybody. So, Georgia Tech's just got to score a couple touchdowns, and this one's going to go over uh, because North Carolina's going to put up as many points as possible. So, I have that. I have Tennessee minus 19.5 at South Carolina. I think Tennessee is going to run South Carolina out. Um, South Carolina's worse than Missouri, in my opinion, at this point of the season. I, don't, I think they played already. I don't know who won. But – I, their defense is terrible. Jalen Hyatt, we've already talked about him this podcast. He's from South Carolina. They didn't offer him at a high school. South Carolina did it. He They interviewed him this week, and he talked about how he's had this game circled all season. He might go nuclear this week. Um, but I like Tennessee minus 19 and a half. I have Texas Tech plus three and a half at Iowa State. Both these teams are bad. I don't. I can see Texas Tech winning this game. I, I just I don't know why the spread's. I like the hook there, the three and a half with the hook. If it was three, I don't know, but I like the hook there, three and a half. I have UCLA plus two and a half versus USC. I think UCLA is going to win this game. So I, I I know Robbie didn't touch it, but I'm going to touch it. And I I, I like USC uh, as a do- home dog. I think they're going to win the game outright. So and then I have LSU. I'm in agreements with an agreement with Robbie. I have LSU minus fourteen playing at home against UAB. So and then I have my two locks. Do you think that the USC UCLA game is going to go over or under? If you had to guess, seventy four and a half. It's if, a I lot. Had to, if, I had to, if I had to guess, I would say over, just because both okay. teams struggle. Really, that's a lot of points. I don't think I've ever went over on that many points. Yeah. but I'm going over on this. Did you need some reassurance there for your pick? No, I was just wondering what you. <laughs> no, I was just wondering your thoughts. <laughs> um, go ahead and give me your locks, Robbie. Well, my first lock is. Tennessee at South Carolina. You know, we they got Sam Man going. It's going to be at South Carolina. Night game. Love South Carolina. Usually, but not this week. I think that, you know, Tennessee, they're already running score up on teams. They're going to be trying to play lights out for the committee. I love them by the side team and a half. Lock of the week. They're going to blow that team out. It don't matter what Shane Beamer says pregame. Spencer Rattler, terrible. If he's even the if he's even the starting quarterback there or not, I don't know. But Tennessee's gonna blow this team out. Lock of the week. I'm confident in that one. My other lock was gonna be TCU minus two and a half. But since you like Baylor and we're going head to head, I did not take them as my lock of the week. So I went with you and took Auburn 
minus five and a half versus Western Kentucky. Listen, I know Auburn's down. They're down and they're out. But Western Kentucky, they're seven and four in Conference USA. Auburn still got SEC talent on that team, and they've been playing good. So I, I, and they're playing for Cadillac Williams. He wants to be the head coach. He's pulling for him. They want him there. And I, I still don't think they're going to run away with this game, but I think that they're going to cover. By, I think they'll win by at least a touchdown. So I, I like Auburn as my lock of the week at home versus Western Kentucky. So I got the t- two teams I hate more than anybody in this country, <laughs> Tennessee and Auburn, both my locks of the week. And I hope that they both let me down. So there you go. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it here first. Robbie is hoping that uh, you take his locks, but he's hoping they lose. So I don't know how to feel about that. Tennessee and Auburn. Those are the <laughs> two worst programs in, in the history of college football. Anyways, um, my two locks I have Washington State minus four at Arizona. Arizona's coming off a massive win. It's going to be, a, it's a letdown spot for them. Washington State is a good team. Uh, I know their record might not indicate it, but they, they are a good team, and I think four is way too low for this spread. So I like Washington State minus four. And then I have Georgia, Kentucky under 49 and a half. The only reason I like this under is because I don't think Kentucky is going to score in this game. So um, you, we could be looking at a 42-7, a 35-7 type game. So even maybe even three or zero. I, like I said, I, I don't even know. I don't know if they can score. Um, but Georgia, obviously – Maybe they're just classier than Tennessee. I don't know. They haven't been after the South Carolina game. They haven't really been running up scores on anybody. So who knows? I, I like I like the under there, under forty nine and a half, and that'll do it for our, our parlay of the week. Like Robbie said, he has Tennessee minus nineteen and a half, Auburn minus five and a half, and then I have Washington State minus four, and then Georgia Kentucky under forty nine and a half. Um, we need to hit another one, Robbie. We need to hit another parlay. It's time. We do need to hit another one. Where is that Washington State game? It's at Arizona. Uh, I don't love it as much, but I still like it. I don't have it on my card, but I still like Washington State. The under on Georgia, I don't like as much. But I like Washington State. I might add it to my card later. I don't know. (laughs) Well, like I said, we need to hit hit one of these parlays. Um, We do. I believe in it this week. This is is the week, Robbie. We're going to keep saying this is the week until it happens. I hope you're right. <laughs> um, like always, thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate everyone that, that takes the time out of the day to listen. Um, we will be back next week with, obviously, we've been, we've been doing this every week, staying strong, and uh, we're going to be back next week, hopefully with a parlay of the week win. Like I said, thank you for listening. Come back next week. Refer, refer it to somebody else, one of your friends. Listen to us argue about the Big Ten and the SEC. Um, y'all have a great week. We'll see you next week.